we have the ability to heal and change, but when、mm -hmm. we make the story ours and、mm -hmm. it's my story,、mm -hmm. what happens is change can be a very scary thing for people.、Mm -hmm. So they will actually sabotage. They'll be inconsistent. They will repeat the patterns that keep the pain around because、yep. it's theirs. They aren't ready.、Yep. Their identity is not ready to change. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pursuit. I'm your host Ben Spangle. Good to have you back for another episode today. You know, at the show, we're all about your best body, mind, spirit, and life. And so today, you're going to be in for a treat. I've got Vinny Crispino with me, founder of Pain Academy. And I was looking into you guys. You guys have a big following with what you're doing. It's pretty cool to see what you guys have done.、Uh, Vinny's got a really, really neat story that we're going to be diving into. And、um, you know, Pain Academy is all about really healing the body,、uh, which is. You know, and we'll talk about several different levels on that. I, Vinny, first of all, thanks for being on the show. Appreciate your yeah.、Time. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to good to have you.、Uh, I want to jump into your story because I know a little bit about it, not a lot, but you've broken your back two separate times. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we're going to avoid the third <laughs> for sure. So、yeah. I feel like you're probably very equipped, more than most people, to know pain. First and foremost, and then、uh, I can't wait to hear how you transformed it and everything. So why, why don't we start with that? Tell us a bit about you, your background, and then、uh, we'll go from there. Sure. So I'll give you a little backstory before I broke my back.、Um, I was a collegiate one, Division one swimmer, and had you know eight time All American, thirty plus Colorado State records, sixteen、wow. national titles. I was I was quite competent when it came to athletics in the water. Couldn't do anything on land. When it came to water, I excelled at that. Yeah. So my upbringing was kind of this elite athletic performance, and I'd always felt like this this really capable human being. And I got really tired of swimming, really、mm -hmm. burnt out from just doing the same thing again and again. I just couldn't swim up and down a lane in a pool one more time. So I got really burnt out with swimming and. I still had this huge love for the water, and so I kind of naturally looked at well, what other water sports are there out、mm -hmm. there? And I was naturally gravitated towards surfing,、mm -hmm. but where I was, which was the University of Wyoming, there aren't good waves there. There's no、yeah. ocean, so、yeah. I had to make a change in my life and location. And I sold everything I had, moved out to California with just the arrogance of why wouldn't I be a pro surfer? You know, it was the mindset of, of course I'm going to go do this, and this is now my life.、Yeah. So I grew my hair out. I got the board shorts. You know, I tried to look the part as soon as possible. Yeah,、uh, I could paddle out into the waves very well. I was a strong swimmer, but man, my surfing skills were not there. And it didn't really take too long until my ego kind of got put into check. Paddled out for、uh, a wave set that was. Significantly beyond my capacity to handle,、mm -hmm. um, and I wiped out, and my back hit a rock, and I broke、mm -hmm. my back. It was a、mm -hmm. T12 fracture and a mess of soft tissue damage from there. And you know, really in the in the literally blink of an eye, I went from a just feeling invincible,、mm -hmm. right? Never never really dealt with adversity with my body.、Um, Never really ran into injuries outside of the occasional, just maybe a little shoulder tendonitis, just from repetitive use. But other than that, it was a clean bill of health.、Yeah. And in a moment, it was such a complete one eighty pivot in life. And this was in my early twenties, so、yeah. I broke my back surfing and did what so many people do. 
the right things to do. You go through the system and you go through Western medicine and mm-hmm. you meet with surgeons, you meet with experts and um, you try to get as far as you can. And, and I spent years going through just the various methods, uh, PT, acupuncture, chiropr- uh, chiropractic, massage, mm-hmm. um, looking at the gurus online, trying to figure out who's got the magic keys to the kingdom of becoming pain-free again. Mm. And, you know, it really wasn't until after years of failing. And this is even after my back had healed, right? The fracture was healed. The herniations healed. I was still living in a state of disability. I still Mm. couldn't bend forward to tie my shoes. Going up and down stairs was a massive negotiation in my mind. You know, do I really want what's at the top of those stairs or can I just not and avoid it? Just because it hurts Um, so much. Yeah, it would just always lead to a flare up and every Mm. step, you know, it was just wincing your way through life. And um, eventually I had enough and I decided I needed to participate a little bit more in my own rescue. And so I fully invested into the field of fitness and corrective exercise. I got certifications and I started to, you know, I thought maybe if I just learn more about this, I can mm-hmm. solve this problem myself. I was running out of money. I was running out of time mm-hmm. and things were getting better. So I just kind of uh, put the responsibility fully on my shoulders to figure this thing out and um, started to find some answers. And mm-hmm. the more answers I found, the more it worked for me, the more I started to gravitate towards wanting to help others. And they started to feel better and tell their friends and family. And then this following just grew and this turned into what started out with my own story of healing my body and making a comeback story has now turned into some 4,000 people doing the same thing. It's wow. pretty cool. That's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. it's pretty cool. Yeah, and I know you guys, 4,000 people that you've helped, and I know there's another quarter million people that are watching your stuff all the time. In the, in <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, man. So it's probably way more people you've helped than you realize even too, right? Just from that exposure. I think what's interesting is, you know, all of us face different challenges in our life. Some are physical, right? Or it's pain like that. And uh, some are more mental and some are, you know, whatever it could be career. What you did, and I think this is what all successful people have in common is you, at some point you said, all right, this is up to me. This is up to me. I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to find the answers I need. And um, I found that every successful person I've ever met in my life is they all share the belief is I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll find a way. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, I, I actually just got off of listening to one of your episodes about belief Mm. and that's really what this was, Mm. you know, even after I broke my back, you know, trying to go through the system, um, I didn't really believe that I could get better through the system. It Mm. was just, maybe it was denial. I don't know if it was belief or denial. Maybe those two work very close hand in hand sometimes. Yeah. Um, but you know, once I started to have access to all this information, I was going through the, the, the process. I was doing the exercises every day. I was in my mind checking off kind of the bare minimum of what I needed to do, mm-hmm. but I was inconsistent. I was Mr. Start and Stop. The mm-hmm. days that I was in pain, I didn't do things. Mm-hmm. The days that I felt good, I didn't do things. You know, mm-hmm. it, was, it was so touch and go for the longest time that nothing really changed until about five years in where I finally realized I haven't actually committed to making the change. I've talked about it. I've complained about it. Mm. I've used my back pain as like this excuse to not go do things and to hide behind it. And almost as like a safety mechanism of, of guaranteed failure. 
as mm. opposed to trying and then failing, right? I've, I've set up all these very protective things, but if I'm really being honest, I never actually made the decision to change my life because I didn't believe I could. Wow. Wow. So was it just enough enough that you changed the belief or what was the specifically circumstances that said, all right, I'm doing this? Yeah, I think there, I think there's a couple of variables. Uh, there was the enough is enough. Um, but I was also kind of just, I was lying to myself. I was <laughs> thinking I was doing enough and, and I had convinced myself that I'd been trying this for years. The story that I was committed to was mm -hmm. more powerful than what I was actually, the reality of what I was actually doing. Mm -hmm. You know, it was the, the woe is me every single time I felt pain or every time I started or stopped, it was this commitment to what was not actually serving. Mm -hmm. And that all changed. And, and I don't know what the trigger was. It was just a moment of clarity that I actually haven't given this everything I have. Hmm. And here I am getting frustrated at the results, the lack of results. I'm years, almost a decade after breaking my back, still hmm. unable to do anything, still yeah. not able to work out or play with my kids. I never made the commitment to get better. I just wanted to get better. And there's a massive difference. Massive difference. It's massive. Yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting as I'm hearing your story about that and how you said you were committed to the story of woe is me and, and how we all at times, I mean, <laughs> uh, we certainly, <laughs> we, we get stuck in kind of that victim mentality at times. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, you can, you can be a victim or you can be happy, but you don't get to be both. You can be a victim or you can be healthy, but you don't get to be both and all of that stuff. And, and it's interesting how you shifted that, right? You really shifted it. So what have you found? I mean, you've helped a lot of people. And what have you found? Is it for a lot of them? They're just, they haven't put the commitment in to make the change if they're, if their pain isn't healing or what have you found have been the common ingredients of those that you've helped? All right. Their life's transforming. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, there are people who have taken action mm -hmm. to make a change, mm -hmm. but they are not ready and willing to make a change in their life, right? So what it, what it actually takes to make a change is the first, first of all, nothing's going to happen unless you actually believe that you can get better. If you can't believe that you can do this thing and overcome this, it yep. doesn't matter if I give you God's gift to corrective exercise and right. the answers for what will help your body change. If yep. that belief is not there, nothing's going to happen. Yep. So it first takes a belief. You have to have a little bit of faith, which is really hard when you've mm -hmm. been in pain for one, two, five, 10, 20 years that you yeah. can actually get better. Yeah. Outside of the belief, it takes physical tools. It takes movement. Sometimes people have the belief that they can get better, but they're missing the actual tools to change our physiology. Yep. What are the movements and positions and exercises to give my body on a daily basis that actually elicits a change? and a program that helps you get those changes, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a second missing thing. Mm -hmm. But you can have the belief mm -hmm. that you can get better. You can have the exercises to help you get better. Mm -hmm. The third thing, and this is what was missing for a very long time for me, mm -hmm. was the mindset. Mm -hmm. And you could be doing the exercises every day. You could mm -hmm. believe that you're getting better. Mm -hmm. But 
your attachment to the story that you've been telling yourself Mm -hmm. will either set you free from this problem Mm -hmm. or keep you circling this thing for years. And my own personal, I love how you started this talking about, you know, sometimes it's about the mind. Sometimes it's about the body. Mm -hmm. You know, when I broke my back and I saw the physical break on the x-ray machine, right? That little light up board. Mm -hmm. I had associated this problem to be mechanical. It's physical. Mm -hmm. My back was literally broken. And for years when people would say, you got to work on your mindset, your emotions have a lot to do with this. I would always get so defensive and say, no, they don't. My back's Mm -hmm. broken. That it's the physicals, the problem. Right. And I never learned how I was sabotaging my results. Hmm. I never learned how when I would feel pain, I wouldn't just feel the pain that I was feeling in that moment. It was immediately followed with my identity and my mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. My back was broken. I can't do this. My back pain. You know, there's so much identity wrapped up into my story yeah. that this thing happened to me. I didn't willfully choose to break my back. I was immediately put in a victim position and I was trying to do every exercise through that frame of being a victim. And I would reject what I would feel. I would fight it. I would resist it. And there was no shift in perspective. So for years, the exercises that didn't work Mm -hmm. all of a sudden started to work because my frame of mind changed my relationship to what actually happened changed. I love we're talking about this brother. I had no idea that we were going to end up going this direction. But <laughs> I'm all about the stories we tell ourselves. Our stories become our reality. Yeah. And um, you know, what Vinny, what Vinny talked about everybody with the story you're telling yourself around your identity, my back pain, my injury, you know, I've heard people talk lots about, you know, because of my illness or because of my condition and identifying with, and I think what you're saying is, if you're going to continue to identify with it, you're going to continue to carry it. And if we can learn to break free of that. So, so give people a shift, a mental shift then. So part of the mindset is, okay, I'm recognizing that. So maybe they're talking about may not be a health thing, but it's their struggles financially or business wise, or perhaps anything like that. And my struggles or my challenges. So what were, what would you tell people? What's the shift then? So I'm no longer going to say my back pain. I'm no longer identify this. What is it? I mean, the pain's still there. So what do Mm -hmm. you do? We got to create a little bit of space between you and the story. So the first thing is recognizing how often the story actually shows up because we can't mm-hmm. change a problem unless we have the awareness so we can see it clearly. 100%. So the first thing is understanding how often this inner dialogue is actually showing up. And the first step is just recognizing, oh, there I go again. I'm injecting my back pain. I'm not thinking about it as a sensation. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it's in the way of me playing with my kid. It's in the way of me being able to work and sit down at my job. I can't be intimate with my, you know, it's just recognizing when does this story, when does it go from just a sensation to the story? Mm. And in seeing that we have to start using language to change our relationship to the story. So it is no longer my back pain. I don't own it. It's Mm. not a part of me. Mm. It's the back pain. Hmm. It is the shoulder that hurts. It's not my injured shoulder. When we can take the my out of it and hmm. separate just a little bit and almost talk at, almost talk about this problem as if we're 
not in it and entangled in it, but just kind of looking at it with somebody else. Mm-hmm. When you can kind of change your position slightly, what that does is it opens up the space mm. immediately for change. Mm. Interesting. There are so many times, not only in my story, but in the thousands of people that have helped or have worked with individually, we have, we have the ability to heal and change, but when mm-hmm. we make the story ours mm-hmm. and it's my story, mm-hmm. what happens is change can be a very scary thing for people. Mm-hmm. So they will actually sabotage. They'll be inconsistent. They will repeat the patterns that keep the pain around because yep. it's theirs. They aren't ready. Yep. Their identity is not ready to change. And when you start talking to people and you say, well, who are you without this back pain? Because there's such an absence of what the answer is, the default is, well, I'm just the guy with back pain. And it becomes a part of you that, that you've got to learn to shed that story. Have to. So good. So good. And you can apply that to anything. I know we're anything. talking physical pain, but the struggles that you're facing in your life, the identity to it is what continues to repeat it. Right. And I know what you're talking about is that everybody has the ability to heal. And, you know, I believe we can apply that to any area. Everybody has the ability to become abundant and prosperous. Everybody has the ability to become wealthy. Everybody has the ability to succeed in their careers the way that they want to. The stories, though, of why you're not is the greater problem than probably anything else, right? So it's just awesome. I want to circle back to something that we talked a little bit about. You talked about how, you know, you looked at your back pain and your broken back as a physical thing, not the emotional thing. And I mean, one of the things that we know today is that uh, our emotions play a heavy influence on our physical body, right? Emotions are biochemical reactions in our body. So when we're stressed, stress, extensive stress can cause illness. Extensive stress can cause decay. Extensive stress can cause, I'm sure, in the healing world, I mean, very delayed, if little to no healing. So with your experience, if if we know that's true, if that, okay, a thought can make me stressful and then stress can cause illness, the opposite must be true too, that there must be some more empowering emotions. What are you noticing in all the people you're helping as they start to get that straight? Tell us a bit, maybe maybe even share a, a recovery story or two or something that shifted in their life that way and the healing was so much quicker than Brad. Yeah, well, then. yeah um, so... First of all, we use our body to communicate Mm -hmm. body language, right? Without any training, we could take a thousand people and put them in a room Mm -hmm. and ask all these thousand people to play the role of a king or a queen. Mm. The first thing people are going to do without any training is they're going to change their body position. That's right. Just like like you literally just did. We are going to change the position of our body to elicit an emotion. Right. So it's not that far to think that emotion and posture and movement are directly correlated. Hmm. People in this program who are doing this, when we change the position of their body, mm-hmm. we are in essence changing emotion and we are giving people a sense of using the body's position to elicit and work through the trauma or whatever they've been through in their life. Some right. people doing these movements will start laughing randomly. There's nothing funny. I'm not a funny yeah. guy. I didn't tell a joke. Yeah. Um, or they'll start crying or yeah. they'll start shaking or they'll think of that one time that somebody did something to them that they haven't thought about in years. Yeah. We're using position to change emotion. 
And the same thing is true too. When you're anxious or tense, let's say your, your boss is on your case or something and you're rigid, being able to understand how these emotions, why am I holding my breath right now? Mm. Why are my abs excessively engaged? Why, when I'm stressed, do I sit more towards my right hip? Mm. How, how does my physical body react to these emotions? And when we deal with people in chronic pain who have muscles hypertonic, they won't let go. They're always stressed out. The question is not if there's a physical, I'm sorry, an, a mental and emotional play on it. It's really how much is this being acknowledged and addressed? Mm. So there have been so many times where people have gone to psychotherapy sessions and they've worked through it. Maybe they're less anxious and they'll have a breakthrough in their movement routine afterwards. Maybe something that wasn't possible for them just by entering it with a different mind state, they're now much more capable of doing it. Mm. In the program that I have, I've got this 30-day meditation where I am very carefully in a linear fashion teaching people to change their relationship to pain. Hmm. My expectation is this is done five to 10 minutes before we even go do movement. Yeah. Because if we can't change the frame of the mind, right. sometimes it's really hard to change the frame of the body. So um, there, there's just so many examples of this happening time and time and time again. I think that's so cool. I love that you're doing that before they're going into the session as they're doing the meditation. And we teach our, our, a lot of our teammates and they're in a, you know, a sales or recruiting thing to take some time to actually see the outcome that they want to create and visualization meditation before they go into an appointment. And yeah. uh, so it's so cool. So amazing. Um, yeah. I want to jump in. I know we were talking about this before we started recording and the process, the process to make changes in the body. Um, we were talking briefly about it. And what I understood from you is, I, I I don't think, I know that we live as a society in very much microwave thinking, right? Yeah. I want everything now. You know, I want to buy all that I want right now and pay later. Uh, I want to learn how I can go from $0 in income to 20,000 a month in the next two months. I, two, uh, I want it in one month. Two one month, way that's too right. Long. Yeah, that's right. Month. You yeah. got 30 days. That's right, exactly. Yeah, do this for the next seven days, you're healed. And, and, and I mean, logically, most people know that's not the case, right? We certainly understand that. But let's talk a bit about the process. Yeah. So this is no different than investing. Mm. It is not a big bang of all of a sudden you're going to have wealth. There mm. is a gradual process that it doesn't matter if you're in finance, doesn't matter if you're in business, mm. if you're in the field of physical therapy like I am. Mm -hmm. The gradual path will always yield the best results mm. and your relationship to that gradual path will determine what kind of results you get. There has been this, I call, I call it McHealing. It's like the westernized version of what healing is. These right. heal your back with these three exercises, right. um, buy this one product and they'll snap you into place and they'll show these, these very spontaneous things that create these very spontaneous results. And sometimes these things are true. Sometimes an adjustment just makes us feel better, mm -hmm. but fast results, they happen fast. They also go away fast too, especially yeah. when it comes with the body. The biggest challenge that I have. So for reference, my program is a minimum of 52 weeks long. Okay. Yeah. A minimum. Yeah. Yeah. That is the minimum. 
time it actually takes to make a change in the body. Right. You might feel a change in the first couple of days. Your nervous system could immediately start responding and adapting because it does. Yeah. But I make this process so clear that I do not want you to expect the results within the first year. Hmm. To set the mindset that this is a process, this will take time. If the results come, great. But this isn't a let's heal your back pain in 30 days. That mm-hmm. it, It's not only unethical, but that's not how the body works. For and sure. the more information that's out there about heal your back pain with this, uh, fix your hip dysfunction in these three easy steps, it's further continuing the narrative that healing should be radical and it should be spontaneous. Right. And it's further dividing us from actually seeing what does it take to be successful. What it takes to be successful with the body is no different than the same thing it takes to be successful as an investor. Mm-hmm. You have to control your emotions, mm-hmm. right? If the, mar- if the market dips, if mm-hmm. you're not looking at this as a gradual process and you wanted a quick buck, you're going to panic and you're going to pull out very fast. Yeah, I did that the first couple of times the market dipped as I was an investor. Yeah, there, There's got to be a commitment to a process that's greater than yeah. the results you're trying to get. Right. And it's only when you make that commitment do things actually really start to change internally. And when you, you know, there's been so many times that people have come to me and said, Vinny, I'm at my last straw. I need help. And I I always ask, what have you done? Mm. And the answers are usually always the same. I've done PT for this long, Cairo for this long. Right. But the common denominator with everybody is it's only been a couple months. They've Mm. only done what they've done a couple times. And for some reason, people think that's enough. Yeah. And maybe they actually would have gotten the results if they just continued doing everything they were doing. It's possible. Right. The body's brilliant at healing. Yeah. The problem is, is when we are not committed to a process, we will jump ship if something doesn't happen ambiguously to what our expectation of how long something should heal is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the, the process will set you free. Nice. I love it. I had a couple thoughts that popped in my mind as you were saying it. One is that there's a massive myth and I don't know who came up with it, but in the personal development space, it takes 21 days to build a habit. That is so not, that is so not, <laughs> so true. not true. Like I've, there's lots of stuff I've done for three weeks that did not stay with me remotely close. And it yeah. obviously depends on what you're doing. Something simpler, maybe it's, you know, a couple of months, but for serious stuff, I mean, it's going to take time. And the the thought that dawned on me, I think why what you're teaching is so powerful is this. Everybody wants the quick fix, but it really doesn't exist. I like what you said. If it comes fast, it's probably going to go away fast. It's kind of like motivation. You know, you can go to you can go to something, you're motivated, you're probably motivated for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, but it's gonna fade. Mm-hmm. And we want to learn to, you know, tap the power within us so that we can go and create what we want in our lives. What what really dawned on me though is this idea is that, you know, the body, if the body's been in pain for an extended period of time just like our thoughts and our feelings and behaviors become habitual and they become a part of the subconscious component of who we are, I can imagine that that pain has also become habitual. It's become a way that the body's been conditioned to live. And so if you've been living in pain for six months or a year or multiple years, you know, a decade plus, and you try something for a month and maybe you do get some resolve, I mean, that month is probably not enough to change the conditioning that the body's been in. And so there's temporary relief, but no lasting. So I love what you're teaching. It's the same stuff I teach in terms of, you know, our mindset and how we start to change our lives in any area is we've got to continue to work at this stuff daily. 
And to build on that, if your goal is to be, if your goal is to get out of pain, Mm -hmm. you're going to be in pain for a very long time. Explain that more. Pain is a, it's, it's a very up and down thing. It could change daily. If my goal is to get out of pain, Mm -hmm. the moment I'm out of pain, I'm going to stop doing the thing that Mm -hmm. got me out of pain. I hit my goal. Mm -hmm. Goals achieved. Mission is accomplished. Mm -hmm. If your goal is, if your main goal is to get out of pain and the first month that doesn't happen, Mm -hmm. are you going to do it the second month? Mm. Probably not. Are you going to do it six months? If you're still in pain six months into something that probably could have just taken eight months of actually doing it to get out of pain. If pain is the main goal, that's, that's setting yourself up for failure. Mm. Getting out of pain is just the start of what this is. Staying pain-free mm. is what should really matter. And people are just focused on that first thing. You know, it, it's no different than like, let me get a million dollars is way different than let me keep a million dollars. hundred percent. It's a different mindset that's going to require different behaviors along the way. If you commit to something that's bigger than just the surface level of getting out of pain, I'm not saying that's not important. I spent half a decade living in disability. So I know on the surface, that's what I wanted most. Right. But what if your goal was, I want to learn how to develop a movement practice that's going to serve me over the next 30 years of my life. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're having a high pain day or you're pain free. When your goal is to commit to a process that Mm -hmm. will actually serve you, Mm -hmm. we aren't playing the, how are you feeling today Mm. game? We're playing the, what skills can I develop? Mm. What process and strategy and structure can I develop with my health? that feels real that I can integrate into my life on a daily basis instead of doing this back pain program for 30 days, not integrating it. It's no different than a diet. It's no different than losing weight. If your goal is to just hit it on the scale once, that's quite a different process than how can I develop a different relationship with food and how can I integrate better eating into my life to sustain this long-term Come hell or high water, whether that scale goes up or down, you are committed to something much greater than this kind of outside superficial goal that's so subjective and changes all the time. That's awesome. And I've never heard it put that way in my own life. I mean, that's not been how I've approached it. You know, I'm fortunate and don't really deal with a lot of it. Once in a while, though, if something came up, shoulders a little tight, whatever, I'd go get, you know, get a massage, get some rolfing done, get her fixed up, get a Cairo adjustment if I need it. And then I'm back to living my life. Yeah. Not, not developing a practice of what is it that's going to help me stay out of that. So um, I think that's so good. And the word practice is so powerful. It sounds like you're a, a big meditator too. And I mean, you and I both know that that's uh, it is a practice. There's no finish line with something like meditation. You know, there's no finish line with personal growth. And I think what you're saying is there's no finish line with your health either and your body. Right. No. And, and, you know, um, I've, I've gotten messages, incredible, you know, on my account, I've got hundreds of these, these phenomenal before and after photos of people reversing 40 degree scoliosis. And we're, we're talking incredible changes with their body following this program. Hmm. But the question I usually get when people balance their body out is how, how much longer do I keep having to do this for? Right. 
And, and there's always this question in my mind, which is, we don't ask that when it comes to fitness, how much longer do I have to work out to stay in shape? Yeah. We don't ask that when it comes to eating healthy, like how much longer yeah. do I have to eat healthy to be healthy? Yeah. But for some reason, when it comes to our body, yeah. we're always, we're almost like asking questions already looking for the end. Yeah. And what I don't think I've done a great job in is in showing these before and afters. I think subconsciously it shows start and end. This is how people finished. Right. What, at what I need all 250,000 of my listeners and followers to, to hear me on is the after photo is not the finish line. Mm. It is where you get a start yeah. maintenance. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I think that's so yeah. great. So let me, let yeah. me, I'm going to get people where they can connect with you in a minute here. Um, but just so all our listeners and viewers have an idea too of, okay, I mean, all of this makes a lot of sense to me. When we think pain or we think of that, who would be your ideal you know, client or someone that, man, you should come check out what we're doing? Anybody that has muscle imbalance, Okay. anybody that has painful movement problems, they feel just stiff, limited, restricted. Um, anybody who wants to just do more of what they love doing with mm -hmm. less paying the price for it later with their body. Um, obviously, I love the name Pain Academy, but you don't have to break your back to go learn how to actually take care of your body. Mm. So anybody that really wants to learn the skill set of how to serve their physical body on a daily basis, that's who this is for. Perfect. Perfect. And where do people get more information? So they want to learn some more? Yeah. The, the most information is going to be on the Instagram at Pain Academy. Okay. Um, if you want to learn more, go to my website, painacademy.net. Painacademy.net. All right. Perfect. We'll have that in the links there too. This has been great, man. I've loved it. I, um, different direction than I thought we were going to go at the start of the show, yeah. which, I, which I love, man. I mean, it's all up my alley. So it's phenomenal. Um, so good. So maybe some closing remarks for people. We've talked a lot about how much your story is impacting your life and to shift your story. We've talked about the process of this. It's not a start finish, but you know, a plan for life. And, you know, we've talked about some of that. Is there anything else you want to leave people with that, hey, you want to improve your life when it comes to your body? Start with this. Yeah. It's an excellent question. Outside of, outside of what we've spoken about, if, you know, this is why I've created the program. You know, it, it literally will show people exactly what to do, the steps and the tactics on how to do that. So yep. if, if you recognize that you want to make a physical change to improve the quality of your life, if you're ready to change the way that you're thinking about movement and yeah. how you're relating to sensation, the very next thing to do, check out my website, check out the programs, mm -hmm. and let me show you the exercises that you can commit to on a daily basis. Perfect. If that seems like an aggressive ask, check out any of my free content on YouTube or Instagram, try any of the movements and just stick to it for a couple of days and watch what starts to happen. That's perfect. That's so good. We well, heard it right there. Go to painacademy.net, get some more information, follow Pain Academy on Instagram there on YouTube as well. And Vinny, this has been awesome, man. I'm glad we got connected and uh, I love what you're doing. It's, uh, it's always cool. You know, I noticed that uh, everyone that builds a good company, almost everybody I notice is a lot of their success is from their past pain in life. In your case, it was physical. 
in other, you know, in my case, as I'm building, you know, the, uh, the personal development world, a lot of it had to do with my own struggles of, I was working hard, but I couldn't wrap my head around why I wasn't getting results, you know, and then the transformation. So I love that you've gone through that yourself and created this amazing program for people. It's awesome. I think there is so much beauty in pain. It's mm -hmm. just, it, it's a gift. And once we can learn how to unwrap that, you get to go do what you and I have done, which is we now intimately know this painful problem. Mm -hmm. What lessons did it teach me? How was this a huge lesson in disguise? And how can I now serve other people who are dealing with the same pain? Yep. It's it pain is pain is a gift. It's just a matter of if you believe that or not. Mm. That's awesome, man. Make sure to connect with Vinny, everybody. Hey, if you're new to the show, go ahead and click subscribe. Leave us a review. Send Vinny a message at Pain Academy as well. And make sure to yeah. tag both of us when you're sharing this episode. Share it with a friend. I know we all have friends that are in pain. Make sure to share it with at least that one person. So Vinny, thanks for your time today. Thanks for having me. We'll talk soon. You bet.